This is the longest I have heard about myself. <laughs> Whoever has written and give it to him, I have given a good script. I have a friend of mine by name Pankaj Shah. Uh, he along with his family had gone on a holiday in which they had to cross a hanging bridge. So as the father and the son began to step into the hanging bridge, there was a lot of wobbling in the bridge. So Pankaja immediately extended his hand towards his son who is eight years old and said, better hold my hand tight so that you will be safe till we cross the bridge. The little eight-year-old said, Papa, if I hold your hand and somewhere if the bridge shakes a lot, I might let go. I don't have this confidence. If I hold your hand, I'll hold it till the end. So instead, Papa, you hold my hand. And I have this faith. If you hold my hand, no matter what happens, you'll never let it go. My very first experience of entering this place is call it God, call it life, call it by any name. I think each one of you sitting here should feel so grateful, which you already must be, for someone who have held you. And till now, brought you to a point and forever will carry you to a point way beyond even you imagined you could reach. I always refer to gratitude as the mother of all virtues. I'm only going to speak about gratitude to start with today. So it'll only be apt for me to first express my gratitude For in a time when people are so possessive about everything, everything they need to be a secret, everything that has to be concealed, one for you to be walking at a time and breathing the same air that he breathes. And for me to realize even something like this can happen. Someone like me who always walks in a jeans and a t-shirt could even be called into a forum of such seekers and given an opportunity because heart of heart I'm convinced to every cell of mine till Sunday afternoon no matter what I speak 
you will say, I've heard it. <laughs> because the syllabus has already been covered. So he asked me the first time I met him, whatever you say, my people will say, Guruji has already told this, will you feel bad? I said, no, because I am coming there seeing myself as a tuition teacher only. <laughs> teacher has already explained everything. <laughs> but some people need special class. Only when they are reminded, they realize, ah, yes, <laughs> So just to bring it back to the surface, I'm very clear I'm seeing myself as a tuition teacher. So first I feel grateful for this very moment to be happening. Nothing like living a useful day and going to sleep. Nothing like before you close your eyes and get ready to sleep, to look back at the day and know that you made the day count. You were useful. None of us are useless. We are all used less by our own self. The more and more we learn to use a lot more of ourselves, there will be no more a useless human being in the world. So first I am feeling grateful that a day has been bestowed upon for me to feel useful. Two, I have to ask this question to all of you. We live in this universe which is made up of millions of galaxies. And our galaxy Milky Way is just one of the million galaxies that constitute this universe. And our galaxy Milky Way is just one speck of dust in the entirety of the universe. Just for us to understand, perceive the size of Milky Way, if I immediately leave from here, for me to reach the periphery of Milky Way, light circumvents Earth eight times in one second. And if I travel at the speed of light from here to reach the periphery of Milky Way, It'll take me 2.8 million light years. And that Milky Way is only one speck of dust in the entirety of the universe. And in that Milky Way, there are millions of solar systems, of which our solar system with sun in the middle and so many planets and with some doubts about Pluto, whether it's a planet or not, is just one speck of dust. And in this solar system, with the size of Jupiter and the Sun and the other celestial bodies, planet Earth is just one speck of dust with three-fourths water and one-fourth land. And billions of life forms, humanity as a whole in planet Earth is one speck of dust. And what are you in humanity? One speck of dust. Just visualize yourself for a moment in the entirety of the universe. What you are. Visualize me in the entirety of this universe. What am I? 
another speck of dust both of us should have easily missed each other and he made it possible we met in the entirety of time and space right now the entire providential conspiracy of life is this evening tomorrow and this holy you and me have to be together if this doesn't make us believe there is a providential plan behind everything what will if this doesn't make us realize each one of you sitting here the seeker the speaker just think for a moment in this entirety of universe where you are just a speck of dust like you there's never been anybody in the history of universe like you nobody will be to the infinite of times to come you are rare you are unique you are original and you are the only one of your kind we say there is only one taj mahal we say there is only one great wall of china we say there is only one hanging gardens there is only one niagara i'm here to tell you there is only one you you have never happened and you will never happen even in a case like identical twins the mother knows they are not identical and if that one in terms of time and space an insignificant dust who could have so easily got lost in the entirety of life somewhere you met somebody and somebody led you to somebody because of which you attended one satsang because of which you realized maybe i should also seek a spiritually aligned life and because of and finally you land up here to realize who you are to know what life is to make your life purposeful to go through this constant process of self cleansing and self purification good does not happen to everybody even if they want you need that grace you need that grace you need to have that karmic balance in you for good to happen to you i can show you million people who want to do good not able to do good and it's happening to you today you look into your own life and find you're much more purified much more cleansed than you were yesterday the seeking is there the striving is there i know nobody here can feel that i've reached but arriving reaching learning transforming correcting realizing striving and to know there is an energy that is willing to carry you through because you by yourself can reach somewhere you only with the help of a higher energy can reach where we have reached all it take this moment to express gratitude to that source of life which through you through me is enabling this very moment to happen gratitude is the mother of all virtues in fact gratitude and disturbance can never coexist if there is ever a moment in your life 
that you feel disturbed, it only means in that moment you have deviated from gratitude. Somewhere rather than recognizing what's going for you, you're looking at what is not going for you. Dr. Robert Schuller, who wrote that book, Tough Times Never Last But Tough People Do, quotes in his book that his father, who was an agriculturalist and later turned into a pasture, and that year the monsoon had betrayed. So they planted one truckload of seeds and they got back only one truckload of yield. Normally they get about seven truckloads of yield. So the entire village was depressed. And there Dr. Robert Schuller saw through the window when he was a little boy. His father was in prayer, hands raised. Thanking God. Thank you God, you at least gave me back the seeds. With this I can go on with one more year. Curious, the little boy went and told his dad, Dan, where you should have gone seven truckloads, you have got only one truckload. Everybody is depressed. What makes you feel grateful? The father gently got up, threw his arms around the shoulders of his boy and said, Son, Never look at what has left you. Look at what you are left with. It is not that we have not heard about gratitude. It is not that we have not learnt about gratitude. It's not that we don't know about gratitude. In fact, most of us are wisdom couriers. Wisdom couriers is, hear some wisdom from one place, immediately go and deliver it somewhere else. In fact, we are all great counselors, mini-gurus, <laughs> parapsychologists. We have a solution for everybody's problem in the world and sometimes fail to understand a lot of what we learn has to be first applied on us. <laughs> we are not supposed to be like that video camera which records everything and it will replay everything. It won't get transformed. We are supposed to get transformed. So we realize all this, not putting anybody down, but if you are ever getting disturbed in life, it only means during those moments of disturbance, you have deviated from gratitude. If what is already there is not enough, no matter how much more will be there, it will not be enough. If this is enough, nothing will be enough. In fact, a time comes in everybody's life, and I believe it has come in your life, when you no more ask, why me God? Why me God for all our troubles? But instead we ask, why me God? Why me God for all our blessings? Why do you love us so much God? What have I done to deserve so much of your love? Why your mercy towards me seems to be never ending? Why am I your special child? Why am I your chosen one? Think about it. Many people who wanted to be here right now are not here. You are there. You are a chosen one. And some of you didn't want to be here. You are here. <laughs> you told your friend that you can't be there. I said, no, no, you have to come. They said, you are not coming. Then suddenly at that stage he probably came. You are coming? No, I am coming. <laughs> because how to say no to him when you are sitting here? You are never supposed to see him that day. 
But you're here. You're a chosen one. To me, I would accept a person has understood gratitude. He is breathing gratitude. His heart is beating gratitude. For the first time when you put your hand up and say, there is no more disturbances in my life. Because there isn't a moment I deviate from gratitude. In what all ways it has been given. In fact, each one of our life will only be a confirmation of that little child who went along with her mother inside a bakery. And the shopkeeper said, better take as much chocolates as you want. And the child said, no, I don't want. The shopkeeper immediately looked at the mother, looked at the child said, mommy won't say anything. You take as much chocolates as you want. The child said, no, I don't want. Then the shopkeeper picked up all the chocolates and gave and the child happily received it. And the moment they came out, the mother gently whacked the child on the head and said, I felt so proud of you when you said you won't take. Why did you receive it when he gave it? The child said, Mommy, before entering the bakery itself, I had decided, if he asked me to take chocolates with my own hands, I'll say, no, only little will come. <laughs> when he gave with his big hands, And each of your life is a confirmation. Much more than you could have ever asked for with your own educated intelligence. What that providence has bestowed upon you in life seems infinite. The only thing we can utter in a language we understand. Say, I'm a man of very simple language. I know about so many words and only so much I'll speak. You can be free. Till Sunday, you won't hear any Sanskrit, no sloka, mantra. I don't know anything. But somehow I have a very personal relationship with him. He understands my silence. And there isn't a moment that I have not whispered. What a providential gift life is. And you could have created me as anything. Because it's your design. But you chose to give me human birth. Think about it. And that human being that you created me. You could have scattered me anywhere else in the world which is war stricken. But you gave a chance for me to grow in a country which is so peaceful. And in this, I could have ran after everything every man runs after. But somehow turned my direction in ways that you alone can turn and made me seek you. And I'm speaking on behalf of each one of you. Because I don't care what you seek in life. See, when you were a little one, Mommy, Papa bought you a toy car which was 60 rupees and it was your favorite toy car and you used to play with it and one day it broke and you cried. In their adult maturity, your parents told you, don't be childish. Don't cry for a broken car. A child crying for a broken car is not being childish. A child is supposed to cry. Only adults not understanding that is called childish behavior. And 
your mother cut an apple into two pieces, gave you one piece and gave your sister the other. And your sister took the first bite and you said, Oh, bada piece. That is bigger. Why did you give her the bigger piece? Mommy said, No, it is equal. No, that is the bigger piece. Mommy said, If you want, I'll give you another apple. No, my point, why did she get a bigger piece? You went for a birthday party and there there was only one white balloon. All other color balloons. So you wanted the white balloon and you had the white balloon. And another child possessive that he did not have a white and you have a white balloon came and punctured that balloon. Everything was gone. You cried. And all this was looking like childish behavior. Years have grown. CA has come, BA has come, MBBS has come, CA has come. Right now you drive a BMW. Small dent in the car. Dent in the heart. <laughs> this is the same one who cried for a 60 rupee toy car. Now crying for a 1 crore car. Got an increment, 10,000 rupees increment. Excited. In fact, you called your wife and said, you said there is no justice in this organization. Now I've got 10,000 rupee increment. Now what? Hard work always pays. Karma yoga. Whatever little you know, you have to tell. <laughs> How to impress a wife. Little more if we know, more than anybody else, we have to go and tell everybody I know. Whether we apply or not, come secondary. And you bought Infosys stock yesterday. And it has really gone up. And you told everybody, prudence. You should study the market. Technically, you should be perfect. <laughs> but it so happened that as you were enjoying this 10,000 rupee increment, the colleague next to you came and said, he has got 12,000 rupee increment. <laughs> he has got a bigger piece of apple. 10,000 by itself looks big in comparison to 12,000 looks small. There's no justice in this organization. Only people who does muska get promotion. Others don't get promotion. You want to resign from the organization. Some scandal somewhere else in the world. Stock market is more lunatic than any circus in the world. Why it goes up, nobody knows. Why it will come down, nobody knows. It's like a balloon only. For what it will inflate, for what it will deflate, nobody knows. Suddenly Infosys price has come down. Narayana Murthy has headache. Infosys price will come down. Slight chest pain is there. Sorbit rate. When each one of us look into our life, so often we realize we haven't grown. Our toys have grown. Our toys have become bigger. Earlier we cried for small toys, now we cry for bigger toys. And the only reason is deviation from gratitude. Gratitude is the mother of all virtues. Have gratitude, everything else will come. You deviate from gratitude, all the negativities come. The antidote to everything is gratitude. So cannot help but ask, Thank you, God, for making me seek you. Because no toy in the world makes me complete. 
And there is no toy in the world which is free from crying. That doesn't mean we don't drive a BMW. That doesn't mean that we don't invest in Infosys. That doesn't mean we don't seek a higher increment. But realize your fulfillment is not there in any of the toys, but seeking Him. A plastic rose is a plastic rose. There is no fragrance in it. You got to get into the rose garden and feel the actual fragrance of roses. Sooner or later, and I'm so happy I'm addressing you here because without realizing this, you won't be here. A point comes in the life of every man when you realize. There are no materialistic solutions to all our spiritual needs. But there are spiritual solutions for all our materialistic needs. And that is the beginning of you becoming a seeker. And I would express my gratitude to my God saying that, thank you for flaming that spark of spiritual seeking within me and placing me in the right hands. Nothing like growing in the right hands. Everything else is secondary. Nothing like growing in the right hands. Now it is not that you don't know all this. It's not that you have not heard all this. But as I was coming with my people in the car, I said, it's such a rare opportunity that I get and I'm not going to miss this. In fact, this is one session, if he is not there, it is even better. Because I want to only speak about your relationship with him. Because it's such a rare opportunity where I would get to go and speak in a place on how you need to see a guru. It's not that you do not know, but it becomes an endorsement. It becomes a reinforcement. It becomes a, Because nothing comes close to it. Nobody puts it better than Kabir when he says... So often when you feel slapped by your guru from outside. <laughs> huh? You can gently nod your head. <laughs> and he says, so often when you get slapped by your guru from outside, don't forget, he is a potter who is slapping the clay from outside. Having already placed his other hand inside, he is your strength from within and he is shaping you from outside. And only when you realize, how did I take all this outer slapping and become what I became? It is because of an inner reinforcement that has been created. Kabir says there is no question about it. You are that fabric that has to be cleaned. God is the sabun with which the fabric can be cleaned. But understand, Guru is the dobi who knows how to use that soap and clean you. And in the entire thing, I am not speaking about him. I am speaking about what we need to undergo as an inner transformation for you to derive the best. This speech is not on him. I have no right to speak. This speech is to you to realize every cell has to grow in gratitude. To know that life has somehow placed me in the right hands 
You've heard it, but these are all very personal to me, so I wish to speak. You might have heard, but I can trust a seeker's memory. <laughs> Most of the time when a topic is repeated, all seeker feels, I think I have heard it before, <laughs> so I can trust your memory and speak. And I think the most closest to the heart, when Kabir says, God and the Guru appear together in front of me and I know not to whom I should prostrate first. And God breaks the impasse and God says, unless you are pure, I do not embrace you. In whatever way you go to him, he embraces you. His love for you is much more unconditional. He will take you as you are, cleanse you, purify you, make you ready, and He alone knows how to offer you to me. So you first prostrate to Him because His love for you is much more unconditional. So you call it God, you call it Guru, you call it life, you call it the energy, you call it the grace. The heart has to beat in gratitude. The reason I'm coming back to this again and again is those few of you who have your eyes closed, please open your eyes. I have to visually show you something. Many of you can mirror yourself at various stages in this and it will help you to realize where you need to reach. See, this is the beginning of this whole concept. Some commonness between you and the source from which you seek, some commonness between you creates an initial connect. There's some connectivity. You heard him once and felt like hearing one more time. You saw him once and you felt like seeing one more time. In fact, you disagreed with him the first time you heard with him. And just to resolve that disagreement, you felt like going back and again asking this question one more time. But something creates a connect. We still don't have any science to explain why this connect happens. 